bless you. You may be seated tonight. Praise God. Thank you for being here this evening. I want to thank our worship team. These guys did a great job. Come on. I tell you, we, we feel like we've been burning the candle at both ends. And I, I, those of you that have been with us and participating, I just want to say thank you. We had such a great uh, service uh, Monday night with Amigos de Fe. What a wonderful spirit of God that was in here. There was such worship. I tell you, our worship team just entered into a, a, another level of just prophetic anointed worship. And it was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. Thank you, guys. Um, tomorrow night, there's going to be Cinco de Mayo celebration. Starts at 5 o'clock. There's going to be activities for the kids. There's going to be food. Uh, you've got to go over and, and see the FLC. Uh, Giselle and their team has done a fantastic job getting everything ready. Uh, Angel, Pastor Angel, is, they've got games. Just come on out. It's going to be a great time of fun. Everyone is invited. We want everybody to come. And festivities start at 5 o'clock. Mother's Day. Ladies, don't want to miss. We're going to honor all of our ladies uh, on Sunday. We're going to start out with a breakfast at 930 in place of life class. And then we're going to have a great day of celebration. And we do have prizes. So come on and gifts. Uh, girls ministry, I believe tonight is the last night to place your order for the strawberries. And so if you will, the pink slips are out there. Make sure uh, Miss. Patty has those, and she'll take those from you. North Texas Food Bank next Tuesday, uh, 10 o'clock, and as always, we appreciate your help. And so we'll set up at 8.30 and get started at 9. Uh, last time we gathered, there was, we had 321 households, over 1,200 people served, and so uh, the need is growing. And so that means uh, more food and more distribution, so we need your help. Uh, tonight, it's... I want to invite Kunle to come up. I've asked him. I felt several days ago uh, that the Lord would just ask him to, to preach. And so I want him to come and share his heart. Wonderful man of God and always brings such a rich word. And so Kunle, come. Bless you, brother. Praise the Lord. to praise. Everlasting Father, your mighty God, we thank you again for this evening. We commit to what we are going to meet with you into your hands, Lord. We pray you speak to us yourself. We pray you touch our hearts and let your name be glorified. At the end of this word, oh Lord, we take things home and our life is changed for good in Jesus' name. Thank you, the Almighty Father, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Tonight we are going to uh, look at a message that I titled, A Strong Tower. Um, a tower is defined as a tall, narrow building. In those days, tower is, uh, was built for protection and for, for security. Uh, when people had problems, they usually um, they will run into a, uh, a tower and they believe it to be safe. Uh, the taller, the bigger the tower was, the better the protection and security. David defined 
uh, power. And I want us to look at it from book of Second uh, Samuel 22. I'm going to read from verse 2 to 4. And it said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the honor of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge. My Savior, thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. <laughs> As children of God, we fight war. But the war we fight, we don't use guns. We don't use things that people in the world use. Uh, the Bible says that the weapon uh, of our warfare is understanding. The Almighty through God cleans down the stronghold. Talking about the tower, we talk about protection and security. As David said here, he said, the tower is mentioned, he said, my high tower, my refuge, my savior. Whenever enemies come against us. They may look at us as gentle people, but we have a father that fights. And we fight also, we are not coward. But when we fight, we fight on our knees. And God that we have that has never lost any battle, we don't lose battles. If it looks as if a battle is lost, is to glorify the name of God. If you have that understanding, you will not be crying or weeping when things go wrong. The Bible says that as we are children of God, we are dead unto him, and our life is in his hands. When things go good for us, good is <clears throat> we give thanks unto him, we rejoice. But when things go wrong also, it may be difficult to dance at that time. But the Bible said, in everything, give thanks. The God that says, in everything, give thanks, is not a stupid God. You understand what he's saying? When we get to heaven, you will understand why God says that in everything, we give thanks. We are going to see a tower tonight, and I want us to go to a city called Shechem. We are going to Shechem tonight. In those days, the place we are going to read uh, tonight and see what happened to them during their time of trial. How did they undo the problem, and how did they use the tower for security and protection? At Shechem, in that time, um, there was no king in Israel. Judges were their leaders. At this point in history, the leader of Israel was Abimelech. Abimelech uh, started to rule in Israel barely three years before some people started to talk and rebel against his government. So when one of the 
uh, promised governor that he set upon Shechem, told him that people were causing trouble. He came down to Shechem and to fight against the city. The Bible said that he killed almost every one of them. But some people ran away at the end of the day, and they went into uh, a tower at the center of the city. Inside that tower, there was a god, idol, called uh, God Beris. They served their idol, and they believed that they had covenant with him, that their God would save them. Nothing will happen to them. Abimelech and his soldiers, they went ahead and they wanted to fight against this tower. I want us to see, I want us, let us see what happened there. I'm going to read from the book of Judges. How Abimelech uh, fought against these people. I'm reading from the book of Judges. Um, I will take from 45 to 49. It says, And Abimelech fought against the city all that day. And he took the city and slew the people that was therein and beat down the city. And so it would solve. That means he rendered the place useless for nobody to have, um, live therein. And when all the men of the Tower of Shechem heard that, they entered into a hole of the house of God buried, and it was told Abimelech that all men of the tower of Shechem were gathered together. Abimelech got him up to Mazama, he and all the people that were with him. And Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut down a bough from the trees and took it and laid it on his shoulder and said unto the people that were with him, What ye have seen me do? Make haste and do as I have done. And all the people likewise cut down every man his bar and followed Abimelech and put them to the oak and set the oak on fire upon them. So that all men of the Tower of Shechem died also, about a thousand men and women. Abimelech destroyed these people and their God that they had covenant with could not save them. But we have God, the covenant-keeping God, the God that fights that when he deals with your enemies, you will pity them. The Bible says that it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. God that fights that the enemies, that they will look at it and said, you will be telling God that it is enough. But this man, a few miles from Shechem, was called a city, Tibis. Tibis was another city that rebelled against Abimelech. And when he was told that these people also rebel against you, he set his soldiers and they went to the, to the next city. But when they got there, they also did the same thing as people of Shechem did. They went into a tower. But their own tower, the Bible qualifies the tower as a strong tower. The meaning of Tebes itself is called brightness or shining. In, uh, in Hebrew, the meaning of it in English is brightness. 
So these people, they went into Tower as people of Shechem did. Of course, Abimelech used the same method of burning down, getting the, um, the uh, trees and branches of trees and laid it upon the, uh, upon the tower as they did for people of Shechem. The Bible said that they fought against this tower, but they could not break it down. So Abimelech, let's use the same method we use. We are going to burn it down. Instead of burning it down, the Bible said a woman uh, threw a millstone and dropped it on the head of this man. And he said, I don't want people to know that a woman killed me. And very funny, people knew, and we even know it in Greenville, and we are talking about it now. He, he said he did not want anybody to know that a woman uh, killed him. But people will continue to know it until we meet our Lord Jesus Christ. The woman, uh, the man was killed. And when the soldier, uh, soldier saw that their leader was killed, they, they ran away. This city got their own victory, but Shechem did not get their victory. What are the differences? First, the first city, they believed in idol. But the second city, as the name of the city was called Brightness, Shining, I believe they believed in the living God of Israel. And God saved them. That God that saved people of Tibi is alive today. I want us to let uh, every child of God know it, that as that strong tower at the center of the city, the same strong tower is still alive today. And we are going to see the promise that God gives to his children. When people think that what they did for A, we happen the same way they are going to do it for B, then they will be shocked when they come to B, if B happens to be a child of God. And what they plan to do doesn't work. And they start to wonder, what's so different with this person? The difference is we have the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible calls him a man of war. I want us to uh, get this understanding that even if you don't do anything bad to anybody, that does not mean that enemies will not go after you. This is why I'm going to encourage us this evening that when it comes to things of God, the spiritual mind, we understand the things of God. But natural minds will look at us as people that don't understand what they are doing. We understand God we serve, and then we know that he fights for us. We are going to see illustration of these people as God fought for them. The promise God gives the children of God, when people think that what they do to unbelievers, they can do the same thing to us, then they are in for surprise. Look at Isaiah 8, 10. Book of Isaiah. Isaiah 8, 10 says, Take counsel together, and it shall come to naught. Speak the word, and it shall not stand, for God is with us. Don't be afraid when people gather together and talk about you. 
when people come to you and say, they say this about you, they are talking about you, aren't you going to reply them? Tell them that I have somebody that represents me in that meeting. I may not be there physically, but I have somebody that represents me. And it's of my interest, and I know that no matter how they plan evil against me, it will never work. Some people look at us, they think that we are arrogant or we are pompous. Yeah, arrogant in Christ because we know that no matter how you form evil against us, it will come to naught. Now, as we see all this, God himself is a strong tower. And Bible emphasizes again. Let's look at book of Psalm 61, verse 3. Book of Psalm 61, verse 3. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Not only that, we are going to see that when we talk about God is a strong tower, I want us to narrow it down so we'll be able to apply it to our lives. Bible is not just story of olden days. This is the word of God and it's alive. If you apply the word of God into your life, Bible calls it wisdom. Then you are wise. But if you just read it, add knowledge, you just memorize the verses, you know what is there, but you don't apply it to your life. <laughs> you may benefit other people, but you don't use the word of God to benefit yourself. That will not be our portion to be a waste. But when God gives us this word, he wants us to apply everything to our lives. I want us to narrow the strong tower we are talking about tonight. We narrow it down to the name of God himself. To narrow it down, we are going to talk about the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run right into it and it's safe. That's book of Proverbs 18, verse 10. When we talk about the righteous, God is talking about us, the children of God. We are the righteous. And you are not the righteous because of your good works, not because you come to church every Sunday or, or every Wednesday. You are righteous because of the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. In illustration, how does this work? This is how it works. Jesus lived a life that has no sin. Sinless life. When you give your life to Christ, he gives you that life that has no sin. It's like wearing a white garment. You wear that so when you start before God and you are praying to God, God sees that white garment the sinless life of our Lord Jesus Christ. He calls you righteous. Not because of your works. The Bible says, so no man should boast that because I am righteous in, uh, in my own works. As we saw these people, I just wanted to let us see the victory. Victory of people of Thebes before I move further. I'm reading from the book of Judges 9, 50 to 55. Let's see how these people secure their victory in a strong tower. Then went Abimelech to Thebes and encountered against Thebes and took it. But there was a strong tower within the city, 
and did have fled all the men and women, and all they of that city, and shot it to them, and got them up to the top of the tower. And Abimelech came unto the tower, and fought against it, and went hard to the do- unto the door of the tower to burn it with fire. And a certain woman cast a piece of new stone upon Abimelech's head, and all to break his skull. Then he called hastily unto the young man, his armor-bearer, and said unto him, Draw their sword and slay me, that men may say not of me, a woman slew me. And his young man thrust him through, and he died. When the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed every man unto his place. It was the strong tower they ran into that they were saved. But I want us to point out something there. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is saved. But do you see that those people at Thebes where they, were, uh, where they secured their victory, they were not idle. They did not get into that tower and just be waiting for Abimelech to, to go away. No, they took action. The woman took that stone and dropped it on top of the head of the man and killed him. The mistake some of us make is that when we are children of God, we think that we should not do anything anymore. I'm not talking about secular work. I'm talking about taking action in spirit. I'm talking about fighting. I'm not, I'm not saying you are not going to heaven. Yeah, you will go to heaven if Jesus comes today. That is sure if you are a child of God. But if you don't fight, you will go to heaven, but you will see devil be moving you up and down. It looks just like people that don't know God. For you not to be in that kind of condition, you have to be sensitive in your spirit that, number one, you are a child of the living God. Number two, you are a warrior. Then to be a warrior, you just not to fold your hands, you take action. How do we take action as a warrior, as a child of God? You pray. And when I'm talking about prayer, I'm not talking about prayer of every Sunday or every Wednesday as we are doing like this. I'm talking about consistent prayer. Prayer that you set time aside to have fellowship with God. Prayer that you are conscious of what you are doing. Prayer that you talk to God himself. The God we are serving is not God that uh, was there in those days. We don't know whether he's alive. The God we are serving is a living God and he wants relationship with you. So prayer we are talking about is talking to the Lord Jesus Christ. Set quality time, even if it is five minutes or ten minutes, God honors it. It is that time that you can say, yes, I am a child of my father who is warrior. And you will now see God will be using you to break things, to destroy the kingdom of devil because you have made yourself available. It's good to come to church, but it's another thing for you to have understanding of who you are, a warrior that fights for Christ. Now, we are now going to see 
what makes the name of the Lord Jesus Christ a strong tower? What are the connections we can have with the name of Jesus and these people that had their victory at uh, Thebes? Number one, the name of that city where they secure victory was called Brightness. And if you look at the name of our Lord Jesus Christ himself, his name also is Brightness. Let's look at that from book of Hebrews 1 verse 3. Book of Hebrews 1 3. It says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Not only that, there's another place in the Bible that show us, shows us that Jesus is brightness. Revelations 22, verse 16. Book of Revelation 22, 16 says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. And the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Jesus is brightness. You can relate Jesus with those people at Thebes, where their city was called, was called brightness. Not only this, there's another point where we can say the name of Jesus is a strong tower, like strong tower in that city. Let's look at what the name of Jesus can do for us as children of God. Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Book of Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When you hear this, you stand tall. You tell devil, go and do your work. Because you have somebody that he has a name that is above every name. When they say, diagnose something for you and say, this is it. The name of what is happening to you is this. You call that name up, call the name of, the, of that thing and say, this is your name, but I have a name that is above you, and I command you to bow. You speak with authority. You don't beg, you don't beg devil. You don't say, oh, please go away, leave me. Please don't disturb me again. <laughs> devil, devil will laugh and say, this one doesn't know anything. You tell devil and say, I am commanding you. By the name that is above all name. In Jesus' name, bow. He bows. Not because of you, but because of the name that is above every other name. If you don't have that understanding, you just be coming to church every Sunday. Jesus wants us to stand for ourselves. He can destroy things for us just by his wave of his hand. But he wants us to do something. Like that woman that dropped the stone. She did something. She went into action. 
But God wants us also to go into action. Pray for your family. Fight for your husband. Fight for your wife. Fight for your career. And you fight with authority. And you say, I command you, whatever that is happening in this family, you have a name, right? Your name is below the name of Jesus. I command you to leave. If it leaves, now you may say, well, I've done all those things also, but some, some things they have not left. Let me give you some understanding. When we pray to God, he's not deaf. He hears our prayers. As children of God, we are not afraid of him. We are fear of him because of honor that we have for him. But he wants us to approach him. He is a God that is approachable to us who is children. But to people of devil, Jesus is a consuming fire. But to us, he is a loving father. As we approach him, we talk to him that, Lord, this issue, I've been praying about it for the past two years. It has not changed. He may tell you the reason why it has not changed, and he may not say anything. And may I inform you, when he doesn't, if he does not say anything, that does not mean that he's telling you that you are useless, go away. He is telling you that you should trust me that if I don't give you what you are asking for, it is better for both of us. You see, we should get it like this. Jesus, as is our father, is also our partner. But he's a senior partner. We are in partnership. Partnership of what? Partnership of drawing people to the kingdom of God. The day you give your life to Christ, you walk with him. We walk together. And there's one ultimate goal that Jesus is interested in, drawing lost souls. And since you belong to him, you belong to each other, he's our senior brother, our senior partner. In partnership, in business of drawing people, he uses our condition, our situation to draw people. Let me give you some examples. As you have been praying to certain things and it does not happen, when you get to heaven, when we die, we meet him, we just call you and say, Richard, you are welcome home. Say, yeah, Lord, thank you. But that prayer that I prayed in 2014, you did not answer it, and this happened, and this happened. And Jesus will not tell you, can you see these people, these three people? Do you know them? No, I've never seen them. These are the three people, that condition, I did not answer, drew them to the kingdom. When God doesn't answer our prayer, he knows what he's doing. He's using that situation to minister to the heart of people. People in the world will not read the Bible. They read us. We are the epistle that they want to see. How do you react to things when things go wrong? Did you stop reading the Bible? Did you stop coming to church? 
Are you keeping malice with God? And say, I ask you to do this, you refuse to do it. I don't come to your church anymore. That means you don't know God. We are sorry. Both good and bad, we are in him with him. When good things happen, we appreciate it. When bad things happen to us, bear it in mind. He's using that situation to talk to the heart of people. And when you get to heaven, that is the time you will appreciate of him not to answer the prayer. For you, you will appreciate it yourself that, oh, thank God that you use that situation to draw people to your kingdom. Now, how do we apply the knowledge we have tonight? How do we apply it to our lives? We use the name of Jesus, which is the strong tower, as I said tonight. We use that name to set captives free. Not only people outside our family or in our family, to set ourselves also free from bondage, from addiction, from whatever that you are struggling with. Use the name of Jesus. Okay, let me, may I make it very clear? It's not a magic word. There's no calculation about it. It's, there's no two plus two, four. Jesus, in Jesus' name, this thing happened. It doesn't work like that. God honors when you say in Jesus' name, I command this thing to happen. You command devil. You don't command Jesus. So you should get that understanding. So when you are commanding things, command things that they are for darkness or want to destroy things or destroy your life, you command them and they bow. But when you are talking to Jesus, the Bible calls it supplication. You plead before him. He is God and is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. So when we are talking about supplication that we come before him, you will say, okay, since he knows everything, even if I don't ask him, he will do it. Wrong. He wants you to talk about it. He wants you to have relationship with him. He wants you to discuss things with him. Set quality time. Uh, as I said it, make it consistent. It's not that you pray today, you don't pray tomorrow. Or you pray on Sunday, you don't pray on Tuesday. Make it every day. You see, as you knock on things, even if it's a rock as big as it, you knock it every day. It will crack one day. That is how we do things. Prayer makes your inner man. We have a spirit man inside us. It makes us to be vibrant, agile, and very sensitive. When things want to happen, you sense it. You wonder, how does this sister sense things when it's happening? <laughs> because she prays consistently. You don't pray. You pray haphazardly, and you don't sense anything. You don't see anything. You don't feel anything. Because you don't make your spirit man to be very vibrant. We, Jesus will not do that for you. You do it for yourself. And as we do it, how do we do it? We do it through prayer. Hear the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Look at the book of Luke. Luke 18.1. Luke 18.1 says, And he spoke a parable unto them, to this end, that men ought always to pray. Not occasionally pray. Not every Sunday pray. He says, always to pray consistently. When you pray consistently, 
devil will see you and run away. And when things come to your family, they want to destroy things. You command it to leave, it leaves. When things go wrong and we pray, it doesn't happen. Jesus is aware of it. Just say, well, if this does not go, God wants to use it for your glory, for his glory. That is what God wants us to hear from our mouth. If you say negative things, Satan will hold on to it and let it happen. If you say positive things, God appreciates it. Now, when we say this name, how do we make use of it so to set people free? Look, up, look at the book of Mark 16, 17 to 18. Book of Mark 16, 17 to 18. It says, and this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpent, and if they drink and any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. It's not only passed up, pray for sick people. You have the power of God in you. Pastor may have more anointing than you because he's representing the Lord Jesus Christ among the children of God. But you as a child of God, you represent Jesus Christ also. And God wants you to stand as a pastor for your family. You have people around you, your husband, wife, children. Yeah, you are the Jesus in, in, in their midst. And you pray for them. And things will happen with authority, not to be begging or crying. Yeah, when we talk about God that hears prayer, how does he relate to things when we are talking about the strong tower? He is the strong tower in the midst of his people. And we run into it, we are saved. And as we save inside it, we take action. Look at book of 1 John 5. 14, book of 1 John 5, 14, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He's a sweet God that you relate to him. Passionate God that feels our sorrow when things go wrong. But he doesn't want us to dwell on it. Want us to stand up, fight for other people to, to put it as understanding that we are in partnership with him to draw souls to his kingdom. You may not see people that your life is drawing to his kingdom, but when we get to heaven, Jesus will let you know what your life has done or what I use your life to do to break the kingdom of darkness when you are on earth. And you are used the same life to draw people to his kingdom. As we talk about a strong tower, Jesus wants us to see that as in, in our midst, it's not God that will just leave us alone. As in, in that strong tower in Tibis, when they were there, only one woman threw stone. The Bible said that many people in the city enter into the uh, strong tower. I didn't know where she got the stone from. 
Possibly she took it when she was coming from the house. Possibly she took it when uh, inside the tower. What, wherever she got the stone from, the point is that she took action. Why her? Why not other people? That's different between people that live victorious life as, a Christ, as Christians and people that don't, they always fall and fall and fall. The Bible says that the sin will not have power over us. Because we are no more under, under the law, but we are under grace. We have the power that makes devil cry. That you thought devil will run away. In the Bible, the, the, what devil says that, Jesus I know, Paul I know, who are you? How did devil recognize Paul? How did devil recognize Jesus? Because of they surrender their lives to Christ, they surrender their, their own spirits to God, and God made use of it. You can be, be the same. You can be a terror in the kingdom of devil that Satan will see us and they will pick grace. And that is what we are going to do tonight, that we are going to use this prayer point to pray for ourselves and for our family. And the prayer should not stop here tonight. You take it home, and you bear it tonight, praying consistently, praying every day, even five minutes. If you don't know what to pray for, pray for this church. Pray for the world. Pray for your neighbors. I believe you should pray for yourself, too. That is how we talk to God. That is how God uses us. Your prayer, you will never know what, what it does. And we don't even want to know. But it gladdens our hearts to see that Jesus is using us as partners and to draw people to his kingdom. I want us to bow your head before God. I want you to give thanks unto him that he has called you as a child of God. And he has brought you to this kingdom. Thank him that he died on the, on the cross of Calvary and he made it possible for you to be called a child of God. Give thanks unto him. And I want you to pray again. Command every bondage, whether addiction, whether evil thoughts, whether depression, to get lost from your life. You have that authority. Tell whatever that want to hold you in bondage that I have a name that is above every other name. Bow before that name. And I want you to also to pray that every plan of Abimelech in your life, in your marriage, in your family, among your children, your career, pray that the plan of Abimelech against your life shall not stand in Jesus' name. Talk and use the name of Jesus. Pray for the grace and strength that will keep you to always pray. Pray to God that God help me. Give me grace to always set quality time for you. To have relationship with you. To pray before you. And not to pray occasionally. Consistently every day. That is how we make ourselves to, to be vibrant. To be, to be solid in spirit. To be able to sense what you are saying or what you are, what you want us to do, and to be able to be a good, uh, be good partners in your kingdom, 
and you use our lives to draw people unto on, on you. We appreciate you. We bless your holy name. Thank you, the Almighty Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Everlasting God, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your word you give to us. We thank you that you call yourself a strong power. We thank you that you call, you call us righteous people. And we give thanks unto you that you even brought us into partnership. We partner with you. You use our lives to draw people to your kingdom. We pray that we will not disappoint you in any way in Jesus' name. When we meet you in heaven and you show us people that you, you use us to bring to your kingdom, we appreciate what you are doing for us now. Not only good things we enjoy, even when things go wrong a little bit, we give thanks unto you. We thank you tonight. We bless your holy name. Thank you, the Almighty Father, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a great word. Amen. Man, if you'll take that and begin to apply it, I believe you're going to begin to see victory in areas that you didn't have victory before. Amen. Praise God. Tonight, I want you to stand with me. We're going to dismiss uh, tonight in prayer. Our ushers are back at the back. We're going to take up our missions offering tonight. The mission's emphasis this evening is Jimmy and Patricia Abrams. Uh, they are missionaries in Tanzania. He had posted on Facebook, I believe, today that the Lord had been seeking after the Lord's direction, and they feel that God is, is wanting them to continue to press on and press forward there in Tanzania. And so we want to lift them up before the Lord. They work in urban ministries, urban tribes, and uh, furthering the kingdom, raising up leaders. Could you right now pray for the Abrams and also pray for uh, the country of Tanzania? Lift your hands. Father, we magnify your name, and Lord, we just praise you, Lord. My God, that we are, Lord, we have the privilege, Lord God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, we take authority over every demonic stronghold in the area of Tanzania, Lord God, that resists the church, resists the gospel. Lord God, the darkness that is there trying to stop the light from entering into the hearts and the lives of those, Father God, souls uh, that are in that region. And Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would strengthen, Lord, every weapon formed against them will not prosper. We speak against the weapons that have been formed against them and pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that the kingdom will go forward, Lord God, in Tanzania, that they will experience a great revival, Lord God, of souls. Lord, we love you, and we know that we are in the last days, and that we must pray, Lord God, together, Lord, with our brothers and sisters, Lord God, not only in the states, but, Lord, around the world. And, Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for the harvest of souls that are coming into the kingdom of God that cannot resist or stand against the name of Jesus. Jesus. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you as you give tonight as we take up our, as you are on your way out, the, the ushers are there to meet you with the missions offering. God bless you. See those of you Saturday morning, 714 for prayer. And uh, we'll see many of you tomorrow night, five o'clock to celebrate uh, Cinco de Mayo. God bless. You are dismissed. <laughs>